COVID-19 tyranny news hour because basically that's all we talk about at this point because what is what else is more important? Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced yet another lockdown yesterday. The third lockdown, I mean, who's counting at this point? He announced a third lockdown. Of course, we had a lockdown in London back in November, which lasted until December 2nd. Turns out that after lockdown, there were more cases of coronavirus in London after the lockdown than before it. The lockdown didn't work, so what's the solution? Oh, another lockdown! And now we're seeing indications that, yes, not only is this going to go on until February, March, April, spring, summer, they're now saying there will still be coronavirus lockdown restrictions in place. Not this winter, but next winter. Headline out of Sky News, COVID-19, some coronavirus restrictions could return next winter. That's 2022. Chief Medical Officer warns Professor Chris Whitty, whose every prognostication and prediction has been proven completely inaccurate, but we're still basing national policy, national suicide, that is, on all his models. Says some coronavirus restrictions may have to be brought back to control the virus next winter. I thought we had a vaccine. I thought the cavalcade was coming to save us all. Turns out, as we're going to get into later, the vaccine is completely ineffective against some of these new strains. So then it's going to take another six weeks to modify the vaccine. Maybe they'll need a new vaccine. Basically, we got to lock down forever. I'm sorry, nothing's opening again. The economy's shutting down. Massive depression, massive death tolls from untreated illnesses. And that's just the way it's got to be. They just like this power too much. They're not going to give it up easy. Speaking at a Downing Street news conference, where they just announce new laws without even parliamentary approval now. Professor Chris Whitty warned that the risks will continue to exist as the weather gets warmer, saying we shouldn't kid ourselves that this dust disappears with the spring. He said, if we did not do all the things of us we must do now, if people don't take stay at home seriously, the risk at this point in this time, in the middle of winter with this new variant is extraordinarily high. He went on to say that the restrictions will probably be brought back into uh, operation next winter. So we're already under lockdown. They're saying it's not going to end anytime soon within the next few weeks. It's not going to end in February. It's not going to end in March. It's basically a permanent state of lockdown. They're not calling it a period of lockdown anymore. They're calling it a state of lockdown. Isn't it interesting when you look at the numbers? And I retweeted this just a moment ago. This whole third lockdown is being predicated on the contention that we have 58,000 new cases today, for example, in the United Kingdom a couple of days ago, 407 deaths. 58,000 cases a day, really. Is that because of mass testing or is that because we really have a massive problem with coronavirus inf infections that is overwhelming our hospitals, as we're going to get onto. That is not the case. But you look at France on this one day in question, December 29th, they had 378 deaths from coronavirus. And remember, a coronavirus death is counted as such if the death occurs within 28 days of a positive coronavirus test. You could fall out of an office block window within 28 days of getting a positive coronavirus test and your death 
will be recorded as a COVID-19 death. So of course, when they're testing all these elderly infirm people with multiple comorbidities, multiple other serious illnesses, many of them are dying within 28 days of a COVID test. Doesn't mean they died of COVID, but that immediately automatically becomes a COVID death. And that's why these death numbers are way over-exaggerated. But again, when you look at the cases, you had similar death numbers on this one day across different European countries, including Germany, which on December 29th had 527 deaths. Again, multiple comorbidities. These people are unfortunately elderly people who would have died anyway in the vast majority of cases. But they had 527 recorded deaths on December 29th compared to the UK with 407 deaths. Yet Germany recorded only 8,039 coronavirus cases compared to 58,784 in the United Kingdom. So again, this lockdown three is predicated on the notion that we're having a massive uncontrolled explosion in coronavirus cases. The reality, as it's always been from the very beginning, is that mass testing is taking place and that these PCR tests are notorious for producing false positives. But apparently that's enough to wreck our entire economy for decades to come. Massive jobless numbers, which of course leads to poverty. Poverty leads to death. Poverty leads to mental illness, depression, suicide. And then of course we have the question of whether the hospitals are overwhelmed. And I'm gonna get into that probably in the next segment with multiple videos now of people filming inside hospitals and lo and behold, they're all empty. A woman was arrested for filming inside a hospital because it was empty. I'm going to get onto that. We have a headline here out of Summit News. Epidemiologist says influenza cases are being counted as COVID-19. Everyone's asking the question, what happened to the flu? Nobody seems to be dying of the flu anymore. Isn't that interesting? Well, now top epidemiologist, not Witowski, says that the massive drop in influenza cases can be attributed to the fact that many are being falsely counted as COVID-19 cases. Again, this is not some crackpot. This is the former head of biostatistics, epidemiology and design research at Rockefeller University. And he said that, quote, influenza has been renamed COVID-19 in large part. So of course they're getting these massive spikes in death numbers because they're counting flu deaths, which are completely common, which of course happen at much greater intensity in the winter period as COVID-19 deaths. According to CDC figures, the cumulative positive influenza test rate from late September into the week of December 19th was just 0.2% compared to 8.7% from a year before. So basically, all the flu cases have disappeared and been folded into the COVID-19 cases. According to Witowski, this is because many flu infections are being incorrectly labeled as coronavirus cases. He said, quote, there may be quite a number of influenza cases included in the presumed COVID-19 category of people who have COVID-19 symptoms, but are not tested for SARS-RNA. He said those patients may also have some SARS-RNA sitting in their nose while being infected with influenza in which case the influenza would be confirmed to be COVID-19. 
And then he challenges the argument which many have come out with, of course, with these mask mandates, especially in places like California and Pennsylvania, people continuing to insist that masks stop the transmission of coronavirus, despite the fact that in every area of America, basically, where mask mandates is at, is at its most intense in places like California. And then if you look at countries like Spain and Germany, as soon as they introduced the mask mandates, coronavirus cases skyrocketed, but apparently masks stop coronavirus. He challenges the notion that uh, coronavirus cases are being combated by mask wearing. He said, this again, this is a top epidemiologist, People know everybody's wearing masks and distancing, and so people want to come up with things that are good about it. But as the article notes in which this interview appears, data indicates that more than nine out of every 10 Americans in most states are wearing masks in public regularly. Those numbers have been above 80% since the early fall. Yet average positive COVID-19 tests have multiplied by nearly seven times since the spring break. Again, it's having no effect whatsoever unless you count rapidly rising cases as being a success. Now we're under lockdown 3.0 in the UK. Parliament is going to rubber stamp it tomorrow. It's basically a procedural thing. What didn't work the first two times, they're going to try again, 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 and they're now saying it's not going to end. There's a video on Twitter, which I retweeted about an hour ago hosted by Ashley St. Clair. And again, it's another one of these mask confrontations. These women, they all look the same. I made a video once called, Why Do They Always Look the Same? And it was specifically about left-wing male activists in the United Kingdom, who all look like the, so the classic soy wojak. You also have the female left-wing Karen version, and that is the most accurate application of the Karen meme. Of course, the left tried to hijack that and make it about you know, people who go into Walmart without wearing a mask. This is the true essence of a Karen that you can see in this video. Two fat middle-aged female Wojaks on a train, presumably this is people going to Washington DC. Couple of guys sitting down drinking coffee without their masks on. Oh my God, how on earth are you meant to drink coffee with a frigging mask on? So these two fat feminists one of whom it later turns out, imagine my shock, works for the Huffington Post, gets in their face with a camera and starts trying to get them kicked off a train for drinking a coffee, sat down, minding their own business, drinking a coffee while not wearing a mask. Literally impossible to drink anything or eat anything while you're wearing a mask. Just brazen harassment. Oh, but Joe Biden said the masks aren't political, they're patriotic. They're totally political, and they don't work. Look at California after their mask mandate. Coronavirus cases shop, but it's empowered. It's empowered a legion of these Karen female Wojak busybodies sticking their phone camera in your face, demanding you wear a mask. They tried to get the conductor involved. He's not interested. He says, you want me to call the police? They back off, and that's the end of it. These are the ones that get caught on camera. There are thousands and thousands of these confrontations probably happening every week that we don't even see or hear about. I was out running a couple of days ago because, of course, as I mentioned in that video, and I'm going to get onto the article in a moment too, the thing about these lockdowns is 
people are still going out, right? They're still going to the supermarket. They're still going to the park. So what happens is, whereas you could have people spread out and not being as in close contact, if you really want to maintain this social distancing, what happens specifically in the major cities in London, where I am, everyone from everywhere around just pours into the park. You literally can barely run now in the park because it's so full of people. Meanwhile, as old Hoburn points out here in this tweet, public transport remains completely open. The planes continue to land from Beijing, from Africa, from South Africa. We've supposedly passed a law or a regulation in the UK where people coming in from South Africa can't enter the country because they've apparently got an even more virulent mutant strain of this coronavirus. Yeah, I checked earlier and the, the planes from Johannesburg are continuing to land. Who is on these planes? Meanwhile, we have internal borders. That was the, the lesser lockdown was the internal borders where I couldn't drive 30 miles away to see a relative. Meanwhile, the borders remain wide open. As I mentioned in the video there, if you're part of the privileged elite like Piers Morgan, who lectures everyone else about their behavior and says, you've got to stay at home, otherwise people are going to die. Oh, but he can fly off to the Caribbean first class for a luxury resort holiday and come back. You're bad for having a New Year's Eve drink. We're ruled by people like that. We're ruled by people like mass Karens. But as I said, the lockdowns, they just concentrate people into smaller areas. It's completely nonsensical. Everyone piles into the parks. So again, I wrote an article a few months ago about people going to tourist hotspots in the United Kingdom to get away from the big cities. The residents of these hotspots literally jumping out of the way in shock and horror when people are walking towards them on the other side of the road without wearing masks. Same thing happened to me. I was running in the park, not even running very quickly because there are too many people. You can barely move because lockdowns are stupid. Everyone concentrates, congregates into fewer areas. Literally running towards someone, not even at any kind of speed. And he literally panicked, shrieked, jumped out the way. He was literally like ducking and weaving, trying to figure out which way I was going to go when I was basically jogging towards him. And then he literally leapt out of the way and shrieked in terror. <laughs> this is a grown man of, I guess, you know, around 30, 35 years of age. This is a grown man shrieking in terror and leaping out of the way because another human being is not even fast approaching them. This is the society that we now live in, where these people wearing masks look, look so self-righteous. They're such good people. They're such good people and they care about people not dying. They'll tell you to wear a mask and if you dare advocate against wearing masks or even question it, they'll accuse you of wanting to kill people. Oh, and by the way, they'll also then tell you in Instagram DM messages and Twitter DM messages how they also want to kill you. So they're really sacrosanct about preserving life. Unless you question their narrative, then they immediately want to kill you and will tell you and will send you death threats on social media. These are good people. Hashtag be kind. And we see another case of that in this train incident today. But again, as I mentioned in the video and as I mentioned previously, 
These lockdowns, they just force people into tighter and tighter areas, supermarkets, parks, beaches, whatever you want. Headline, statistician. Lockdowns don't work because they force people to congregate in fewer places. This was an article by William M. Briggs, posted on lockdownskeptics.org, who stated, lockdown will spread this bug faster than allowing people to remain at liberty. He says, it's clear that our 100% transmissible bug will spread much faster when people are forced to spend more time indoors with each other, which is exactly what's going on. Once one person gets it, he will spread it to those at his home immediately. If people were at liberty and therefore more separated, the bug would still spread to everybody, but more slowly. He goes on. Lockdowns force people together. The venues they're allowed to venture to are restricted and therefore concentrate contact, and they force people inside their homes. So again, everyone piles into the supermarkets, the parks, they're more likely to transmit the virus instead of allowing people to spread out. It makes no sense whatsoever, again, unless you literally want to weld people inside their homes like communist China did, which is literally what many people are now advocating. Meanwhile, police demand elderly ladies stop feeding pigeons under COVID lockdown rules. Yes, we have boat migrants, illegal boat migrants, many of whom have links to uh, terrorists and extremist groups in the Middle East and North Africa, as we saw with the Manchester bomber, who, by the way, was a boat migrant who our own government literally brought into the country. Those people are still at liberty to enter the country, be given free housing, be allowed to move about as they please on public transport. But this old lady in central London feeding the pigeons gotta crack down on her. The old woman throwing pieces of bread to the pigeons was apparently some kind of violation as it pertains to gatherings of people, but quite how God only knows. She was literally on her own. I think that the justification they used was because some of the people were around her and then they claimed it was a gathering. The pensioner was forced to leave the area or she, she would have been presumably been fined or even arrested. Then there's another clip in the same article which shows about two dozen police officers marching through Hyde Park in central London like they're military, literally marching in lockstep. Then they halt, they literally halt, turn to a few people, start demanding their IDs, start demanding proof that they live together. Again, your, your identification doesn't say where you live. In the United Kingdom, your passport, your driver's license, even if you're going to present it, doesn't say where you live. So how are you going to prove where you live? We saw another video where a guy was arrested for hugging people. So a guy arrested for hugging people, a woman arrested or nearly arrested for feeding pigeons, yet the migrant continued to so the latest update on this feminist, fat feminist, female Wojak who got in um, Ashley St. Clair's face on a train. I think the train's heading to DC. Now she's complaining that she was doxxed. Okay, so you go up and get in someone's face with a phone, with a video camera on your phone. You whine and bitch at them for drinking coffee. They put it online. It's a public confrontation on a, on a train. Then she starts whining about being doxxed. Again, Huffington Post writer. As Mike Cernovich tweeted, halfway into this, you see a leftist Huffington Post blogger falsely accuse a man of violence. This is why I always travel with a battle buddy. 
they will fabricate crimes against us. So again, this fat feminist female Wojak mask wearing idiot enforcer with the visor, the mask's not enough. I did a story last week about a guy who wore two masks just to prove that he was double plus good, a good person. She's wearing the visor, she's got the mask, she gets in their face with the camera. Oh, but then she's the victim. They always claim to be the victim when you expose their idiocy and their vindictiveness. So now she's famous, good. Good, she deserves it, she deserves it. Now, InfoWarsStore.com has a supercharged 2021 sale where we have New Year's specials up to 60% off, massive discounts on some of your favorite products. This is what drives this broadcast, the activated charcoal toothpaste, now available as part of that discount, 25% off, that is limited supply, get that while it lasts. We also have the Pollen Block Survival Shield X2, which is 50% off as part of this special. Also, these uh, special packs, the New Year's Resolution Revitalize and Energize pack, a massive 60% off. That includes the powerful energy drink Turbo Force, and we also have another New Year's Resolution Energize pack, 40% off, which includes a super male vitality. Massive New Year's discounts. Please get them today. Support this broadcast. We need your support more than ever to, for example, send people to DC tomorrow to cover this massive rally and to fight the mask Karens who are taking over society. We appreciate your support at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, YouTube went completely off the goop last night. They, <laughs> they straight up terminated a mainstream news channel from their platform because they'd had a few guests on that questioned the sanity of lockdowns and question whether lockdowns are actually working. This is out of Breitbart. Google-owned YouTube blacklist British COVID lockdown skeptic radio station. Now, this is talk radio, which I think has been around for decades. It's, it's one of the oldest commercial radio stations in the UK. It's actually regulated by Ofcom, which is even more severe in terms of restrictions of what you can and can't say than YouTube in many cases. So it's a mainstream talk radio network regulated by an official regulator in the United Kingdom. Doesn't matter, YouTube just deleted their entire channel. Says the Google-owned video streaming platform deleted the channel in the early hours of Tuesday morning, just after the announcement that England would be entering another lockdown. Guido Fawkes blog reported that YouTube merely stated that the channel was terminated for violating YouTube's community guidelines. The ban follows a number of, the, of the censures by the Google-owned video platform. Again, you can't question. You can't question, for example, the fact that lockdowns don't work, even though, as this American Institute for Economic Research article highlights, and this was what I wanted to mention as well, not just my opinion that lockdowns don't work. In this article alone, which is entitled Lockdowns Do Not Control the Coronavirus, the Evidence, they cite and link to 27 different studies, many of them peer-reviewed, that prove beyond doubt that lockdowns don't work, they don't reduce the transmissibility of the virus. But if you talk about these peer-reviewed studies on YouTube, they'll just delete your entire channel. Even if you cite health authorities which go against the narrative, you're gone. And that's what happened to talk radio, but thankfully for them, a lot of other people haven't had this convenience. 
because people in government, including Michael Gove, who was literally in the government and was a guest on that radio station this morning, complained about it and several other prominent people complained about it, the YouTube channel was within 24 hours reinstated, which again is not a convenience that many other people would enjoy. This is out of uh, Guido Fork's blog, Talk Radio YouTube channel reinstated. There's after 19 hours of being declared terminated, Talk Radio YouTube channel has been reinstated. A whole working day and declared termination doesn't sound like a brief suspension to Guido because YouTube came out and said, quote, the channel was briefly suspended, but on further review, it's now being reinstated. Yeah, they only reviewed it because loads of people complained about it and some of those people were quite prominent and they were in government. But then you look at something like the online harms bill, which is being deba debated and is about to be passed in the United Kingdom. That again, puts the pressure on government to put the pressure on YouTube, Twitter, these other social media networks to censor quote hate speech, which of course is a definition we know has been expanded out, extrapolated out to include basically any questioning of any official narrative. So don't expect uh, YouTube's uh, freedom of speech speech platform or position on that issue in reinstating the channel to remain the case for very long, at least in the United Kingdom, with the kind of legislation that we've got going through at the moment. Meanwhile, this is from a few days ago, but it's still very important. UK woman arrested for filming inside empty hospital. This was uh, in Gloucestershire, the, the Gloucestershire Royal Hospital, because, because of course this whole narrative that hospitals are being overwhelmed is the foundation for lockdown three in the United Kingdom, despite the fact that there are more empty hospital beds than there were at this time last year, despite the fact that critical care beds, the average is lower than it was over the past three years, despite the fact that more people die in winter every year, and in fact the spikes in deaths over previous winters in the United Kingdom were bigger than the current COVID spike of winter deaths, and so this woman decided to investigate for herself what the situation was like inside her local hospital. She found most of the wards and some of the corridors to be empty. She posted it online and then I think the next morning or the next evening, she got a knock on the door from the police. Apparently it's a public order offence to film inside a hospital. No doubt if she'd have been filming inside the hospital and bemoaning COVID and telling everyone to stay at home and supporting lockdown, dare say she wouldn't have been arrested. It wasn't the fact that she filmed inside a hospital, it was the fact of what she was saying while filming inside the hospital, because again, we now have thought police in the United Kingdom who will literally come and barge into your house if you tweet something which they don't approve of. Meanwhile, Queensland police pay home visit to author who bragged on Twitter about COVID violating jog. This was a guy in Australia who didn't even violate the COVID rules. He was just making a joke about it on Twitter. He actually had a G pass, which allowed him to cross between internal state borders in Australia. But he joked about how he was, quote, avoiding the CCP virus police. A huge Twitter hate mob complained about it and he also got a knock on the door from the police. So again, they're literally policing speech and thought under the guise of COVID restrictions. Meanwhile, US national security still believes coronavirus leaked from Chinese lab. 
top US national security officials still believe that the most credible theory on the origin of COVID-19 is that it escaped from a Chinese laboratory. Now, that's also an example of something you couldn't say, an argument you couldn't make on YouTube, and especially on Twitter. Otherwise, they'd ban you or at least delete your content. But now the Washington Post is asking the same question. This is out of the Daily Caller. Washington Post editorial board calls for investigation into Chinese lab theory after dismissing it as a conspiracy theory. Now, the uh, WHO, from what I saw on Twitter about an hour ago, has just announced that now their people are being blocked from getting into China to investigate this kind of thing. And now the Washington Post editorial board is calling for an investigation into the theory that COVID-19 leaked from a Chinese lab after the paper spent time dismissing it as a conspiracy theory. So the Post and its editorial board are now looking into that too. We also have this headline, NHS requires recently retired doctors to have diversity training before they're allowed to administer vaccines. So the vaccine rollout in the United Kingdom is perhaps deliberately not going very well. Fewer people than they expected have been vaccinated. And one of the reasons is that retired nurses and doctors applying to administer these vaccines are being barraged with uh, paperwork amounting to 14 different documents they have to file to be allowed to administer vaccines one of which requires them to have diversity training, another which requires them to have radicalization training. Clown world strikes once again.